pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, friends, to High Rollers Presents The Curse of Strahd, a gothic horror adventure of chills, thrills, and many blood spills. I am your dungeon master, Mark Humes, and the players joining me are as follows. Chris Trott as Jesper the Vistani Bard, Kim Richards as Shadows Beyond the Veil, a tabaxi cleric, Katie Morrison as Rose Venandi, the Human Ranger, Tom Hazel as Xeros Mistan, the Dragonborn Fighter, and Rhiannon Gower as Ziki Mistan, the Dragonborn Sorcerer. Uh, last time on the Curse of Strahd, our dear guests have come to the dark and joyless land of Barovia and met with its vampiric overlord, Strahd von Zarevich. Having saved a young woman called Irina from Strahd, much to his ire, they journeyed to a camp of Vistani led by their guide, Jesper. Here, they enjoyed a brief moment of respite before meeting with Madame Ava, a fortune teller revealed that each of them were destined to free this land and end the curse of Strahd. However, as Madame Ava read their fortunes and began to reveal the location of powerful tools that would help them in this task, a shadowed assassin appeared and struck, killing Madame Ava instantly before turning on the party, vanishing to only leave a strange dagger behind. Now, our party traveled to the town of Velaki hoping to find safety and unravel the clues Ava had begun to give them. And that is where we begin today's session. Uh, I believe you had all left the Vistani camp, but if there is anything you would like to do or anything you want to discuss or plans you wish to make, uh, now is the time to do that before we get on the road. Mark, I would like to make the plan to not die please sure yeah by by all means go ahead a flimsy plan uh do we have time for a short rest Hmm. well we are traveling for a while so we could do it on the road probably and shift you you can yes yeah absolutely because we Uh, some people can be in the wagon yes you basically so the travel arrangements that you currently have you have a wagon jesper has a wagon which is pulled by two horses what are their names chris trot Nelly and Furtado. Thank you. Uh, I was trying to see if you remembered them. Um, so you have a wagon which is pulled by two draft horses. Now, draft horses are a little slower, but they're strong enough that they can pull a wagon with people in it. You also have two riding horses, both of which can take a rider and a passenger. They're a little bit faster, um, but they can only carry two people at a time, obviously. Uh, you also have Irina and Ismark with you, both of them traveling. They will be on one of the riding horses together as it's their horses. 
Uh, so you basically have, yeah, you can have three people in the wagon and then two people on another horse at the current situation. Anyone that wishes to rest, you can use the wagon. Uh, I'll try and keep Nelly and Furtado doing a nice slow pace so we don't hit any bumps in the road. I could certainly use a little nap. Catnap. <laughs> Sorry. Haha, <laughs> yes. The shadow okay. slit my throat. Uh, not this shadow. Thank you. Let's make a distinction here. Yeah, we, we saw that. Um, yeah, perhaps get some rest as a priority. So that would mean mm. Ziki and Rose traveling on the other horse. If Shadow and Xeros are going to take a short rest in the wagon. Mm -hmm. Does that sound good? Sure. Yep, that's fine. Okay. All right. Um, Jesper, you will know that it is about 12 miles from where you are to Valaki, following the roads. Um, you can probably reach that in about four hours, and it is quite late in the evening. Dawn cannot be far off. Not that Dawn offers much protection in Barovia. Right. So just as a heads up, that's how long it's going to take, basically, to get to, to Valaki. It's going to take... Uh, you travel about three miles per hour, so you're looking at about four hours to reach Valaki on the road. Right. So after an hour, I'm definitely going to wake up uh, the people in the back to make sure that there is a fresh rotation of people uh, mm. keeping watch, and I'll teach anyone that doesn't understand. Uh, well, we have uh, Irina and... Uh, Ismark. Yeah, Ismark here as well, mm -hmm. right? They yes, yeah, they're riding adapted. along beside you. Yeah. Uh, if you guys yeah. wish to take a rest as well, uh, you're more than welcome. Uh, Ismark will kind of look over and just say, like, I think that we can travel for a bit longer, friend. Uh, uh, we weren't injured in the battle, so we're still fighting, fighting fit uh, at the moment. Um, yes, we, we, we'll be more than fine, so you, you and your companions should make sure that you are all well-rested. Uh, who I, knows I, what the road has in store for us? Oh, you know too well, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Regardless, I, do you mind taking the reins? I think I could do with the next. Oh, of course. Uh, uh, Irina will say, like, I, I can take it. Ismark is a, he's a better rider than me anyway. I, I'll take the reins if you wish. Um, Thank you. Much obliged. I've got a yeah, lot to and so you guys. About. You can you so do you want to swap over so you'll basically go in the wagon, um, and then Shadow would need to jump on like the horse or something like that. Yeah, whoever wants to swap, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah I'll swap. Okay, so Shadow I'm, and Ismark are on one horse. Rose I and Ziki stay uh, on. Yeah, I haven't got any need to take um, a short okay. rest at the moment, so I'm good to keep going. No, me neither. Okay. Alright, so the current order of things is Shadow and Ismark on one riding horse, Rose and Ziki on the other riding horse, with Xeros, Jesper, and Irina in the wagon with Irina at the front. I'm glad you're taking very cool. specific details <laughs> for our positioning. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you need those? So, as you travel, as the first hour comes to an end, you begin winding your way around about just maybe like 
30, 40 minutes after the journey, you cross a stone bridge uh, that goes across the, the river that flows down from the, the lake, the pool that you would, the Vistani camp was sanctioned around. It's a crumbling ancient stone bridge that seems well-worn, and it begins weaving its way through hill lands. Um, these crisscrossing, deep, kind of shadowed hills, um, long, dark grass. You can occasionally see just the haunting silhouette of a single grave marked on the occasional mound of earth. And in the distance, behind the hills, rising up, no more than another hour's journey away, looming over everything, is a castle. An ominous presence silhouetted against the moon and the tree line, with tall spires, winding bridges and platforms, flying buttresses, and the distinct shape of gargoyles around its parapets. There is something that draws your eyes to this castle as it stands before you like a towering shadowed giant watching you pass like ants beneath its feet. You eventually draw along the road and see a set of gates, very similar to the ones that you passed when you first entered Barovia. Giant headless statues with iron fences between them. But unlike the first gate, these fences are open and the road continues to the west. Just outside the gates, you see a black carriage with two pristine black horses just grazing off the side of the road as if waiting for travellers. As your own wagons and horses draw close to the gates, you see that the forests nearby begin to shake and shudder and twist as hundreds, if not thousands, of bats fly up into the air, disturbed from their resting places. And you watch with a mild horror as the bats begin to take a shape. The visage of a man's face. Tall, dark, handsome man's face. A giant mouth looms, and the bats form into this amorphous blob that gives it shape and texture as it booms out towards all of you. Remember your place, vermin. Return Tatiana to me. And that is where we are going to roll some initiative. Oh my oh. god. Like, <laughs> he needs to back off. No, he Dude doesn't. Dude has issues. No. Nah, he's no. Fine. He's fine. He's needy. So he is a little needy. Yes, let's let's not joke. Uh, so Zeke, what's that initiative total? That's nineteen total. Nineteen total. Eighteen uh, from me. Twenty-two for Jesper. Eighteen for Shadow. Rose. Oh. Four for Zeros. Twenty-one is my total. Twenty-one. Uh, and oh, yeah. then I am going Whoa. to roll initiative for Irina who I've actually given some proper stats to this time. She is at 13. Uh, and then I will auto-roll everybody else and we will begin. So Jesper, you're the first to react in the back of the wagon. The bats are ahead of you. 
um, just beyond the gates that uh, the the road leading to Valaki, they are in front of you in towards your destination. Um, the bats are forming this this mouth shape and they are descending down towards the wagon and the horses. And there's probably about five swarms of them in total, um, but they're all kind of bundled together into this distinct shape. What do you do? I'll probably scrabble to the front of the wagon. Uh, Irina's like holding the reins. Irina and say, yeah, it's just Irina, it's just Irina. We must get out of this place immediately. And, uh, okay. I'll... Are you taking the reins off her or are you just giving her instruction? No, I'm just giving her instruction and I'm going to okay. look up at the bats and kind of draw yeah, my kind swords of... in a defensive manner if any of them start attacking Irina. Um, okay. Kind of protecting the rider. So you want to take hold action and then if any of them come down towards Irina, Within you'll take range. a swing? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Rose, you are currently controlling the horse, um, which means that firing a weapon like a bow is going to be very difficult. You can use a one-handed weapon, but any two-handed weapons while you've got the reins is going to be tricky. Um. Damn it. Um, okay, so I'm probably just going to do the same ride as close as I can to the wagon and draw mm-hmm. my sword um, and yeah, hold action and if, if any of them attack um, within range yeah. if any of them attack me or, or Zeke within range then I can okay. attack back I, I think Rose being a natural kind of ranger and monster slayer you can probably guess that the the bats won't be as fast as the horses that you're currently on um, if you kind of push the horses, they'll be able to escape. But because they're ahead of you, they're definitely going to at least get one sort of momentum to, to rush you. Um, and then there's the hope that you'll be able to outpace them. Um, but they're going to at least get one one go at it all. Uh, sure. Ziki. In which case, I will just say oh. to say shout to the rest of the group, keep moving, keep going fast. We can outrun them. And just okay. keep going. Perfect. Ziki. Um, These bats all swarmed up in the air, and they're... Go on. Okay. Uh, So when they get to about 15 feet from us, I'll cast um, Color Spray and try and blind at least some of them. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, perfect. Um, So you're just going to wait until they're they're closer. Um, The horses are basically acting under whoever's controlling them's initiative. Um, So they'll just go then. Shadow, is there anything you would like to do in preparation before these bats descend? Um... Can I? I'm quite tempted to cast resistance on the horse I'm on, <laughs> but I'm not sure if that's kind of like. Um... I think I think what I'll do actually is I'll cast um, I'll cast sacred flame on the well. If if any bats are uh, within sixty feet, yeah, um, any of the swarms, yeah, sure. <clears throat> um, can I cast? If not, they will be very flame? soon. So, sure, yeah, yeah you can. Uh, uh, so that's sure. a DC uh, 12 dex saving throw. Uh, that is going to be a pass. The the bats themselves all kind of split apart as this sailing bolt of, of energy comes flying out of your hands. Um, the bats kind of break apart and you see almost like a gap in the face that they've formed. Like this kind of hole opens up as it passes through. And then as soon as the attack passes, they reform into the mouths, um, into this giant mouth. 
It's almost coming down as a big scream. You've seen the scene in The Mummy. It's the same thing. Oh, yes. As this giant <laughs> mouth Ooh. comes descending like down it. towards you. Um, and as it does, some of your reactions are going to go off, but the bats all basically split apart at the last minute. Um, several of them descend on the horses, and then some of them descend on uh, you guys as the riders. Uh, so, uh, Jesper, Ziki, and Rose, your readied actions will go off as you wish. Um, there's, I mean, there's enough of these bats that basically, yeah, two groups, probably three groups will fall on the wagon, and then there'll be a group each on both of the horses. Right. Uh, okay. So guess in order then i will do my double attack as per usual sure. um, but i'll do it with a defensive uh, flourish and the mouse okay. stop working you only get to make the one attack because you readied an action you don't get your offhand attack as an fyi okay. very well here comes my rapier attack a uh, 13 yeah that's enough to hit um the attack doesn't do as much damage as you would hope as this is just a swarm of bats yeah. you manage to kind of pierce and kind of uh fend off a few of them but there's so many of them that they kind of descend down upon you and they completely engulf the wagon and the horses uh yeah. katie what did you roll so you roll 13 what's the total uh, i rolled uh, 18 to hit 18 that's gonna hit yeah for sure um Ooh, okay. uh so nine damage altogether nine damage okay uh, mm-hmm. so the same thing there again like you're striking out with your weapon because there's so many individual bats you can cut down several of them at once but it's just like 20 more just kind of fill the space that they were in um, they're just all around you you can hear nothing it, it's almost deafening the sound of these flapping wings screeching and you begin to feel the bites and scratches along your skin uh, Ziki is that a color spray to affect uh, one of the swarms or are you going to try and catch as many as you can I'm going to try and affect the swarm that's coming towards uh, me and uh, Rose. You and Rose? Okay, so the one that just got damaged. Yeah, so you yeah. you blast it with this spray of color magic. What does it look like when Ziki casts this spell? So it's um, she dips her three fingers into her powder paints, so she has like a blue, mm-hmm. red, and yellow one, and then she blows mm-hmm. that powder off her claws, and then as the powder blows out, it becomes a spectrum of bright colors and light that blinds them amazing you see it engulf this swarm of uh bats that's descending on you and rose um and you just see the paint smears all over the different bats eyes and in its ears and they completely lose cohesion they begin just flying around um uh you know they they can still see to an extent because they have like their bats they've got echolocation but they're completely disorientated as they begin kind of flattering around unsure of what to do and, and everything else um, and yeah, the the spray seems to, to take them all um, off kilter. Um, so the two attacking the two horses, I'm going to make attacks for these guys now. Uh, the wagon, the one that's attacking the wagon hasn't quite got there yet. So uh, the one with Rose and Ziki, I'll give it disadvantage. That's going to be a 16 to hit your horse, actually. It's not actually going to damage you. Um, it seems to they're swarming around you but they begin biting and scrabbling at the horse itself uh, and that is going to be 2d4 damage okay. alright uh, so your horse which is one of the riding horses um, takes about 3 points of damage and you can see it's already beginning to bleed from several bites and scratches all along its sleek pristine body um, it's like a dark chestnut brown horse uh, as, as the bites 
tear into it effectively. Uh, Shadow and Ismark, you are on the other horse, and the bats are going to do the same thing. They go for the horse itself. Um, these ones don't have disadvantage. They also hit your horse. Uh, and yeah, you f- see the same thing. It begins biting and clawing uh, into your horse, causing rivulets of blood to begin spilling down, and you can smell that irony scent in the air as, as fresh blood mixes into the air itself. Um, Irina will uh, focus on the wagon for the time being. She can see that she can't quite um, use hold the wagon and draw a weapon, so kind of next to Jesper, uh, she's just going to focus entirely on controlling the animals. So she's going to make an animal handling check. Um, and yeah, she manages to like keep the horses steady. You can She hears, like, calls out to them, like, stay calm my friends please let us just keep going like i know you can do this and she's kind of speaking to the horses as she hits the reins um, and manages to keep them under control from panicking yes. uh ismark will with one hand try and swing uh his sword into the swarm of bats around him and uh shadow as well um in fact he actually gets two attacks so he'll attack twice so his first attack will hit his second attack will also hit surprisingly uh four so 11 okay double max damage on both of his attacks so that's 11 (laughs) 22 uh 22 halved is 11 because i've just done the same thing uh so he's hacking into these um bats he's kind of got one hand on the reins shadow you're behind him kind of holding onto like a part a, a paw around his waist and with one hand he's just kind of whipping the sword around his head and down on either side of the horse's neck kind of catching all the bats that come in to bite it um but the bats still a number of them are remaining but he's cleared out a large swathe of them at this point nice. um then some of the bats around the wagon uh, begin to attack. One of them is going to go for the wagon, it's, uh, the horses, and then the other two are going to go for Jesper and Zeros. Uh, so this is against the house, which is a hit. House. The house. Nelly or Furtado. Uh, so one of the. Uh, this will be, let's say, Nelly takes this damage. Um, there's sturdy horses, but again, they begin biting and tearing into her flesh. Um, the next one is going to be against Jesper himself, which is only a... I believe that's a 12 to hit you, Jesper. That does not hit. Okay, so you kind of managed to kind of bat the, the bats away, keeping them off your, your skin <laughs> itself. Nice. Um, bat the bats away. I just realized what I just said. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the last one is going to go for Zeros. Um, that is a 22 oh, to hit God, you, Zeros. Yeah, yeah that'll Ooh. do it. So... As you're kind of resting in the back of the wagon, just this black swarm descends on you and begins biting and tearing at your scales for six oh, points no. of damage. Damn, okay. Uh, oh, damn. And then it is your your turn. So, wait, how many swarms are there? There's... There are five swarms. They kind of split off into these five groups. Uh, you currently have one attacking your horses on the wagon, the two Nelly and Furtado, the, the ones attacking them. <laughs> And then there are two swarms attacking each of the other uh, horses, and then Jesper's being attacked by a swarm, and you're being attacked by a swarm. I'm guessing that this uh, this this wagon isn't great sword swingable. Like you could you can definitely swing, but if yeah, you can definitely swing. I'm not going to give you punishments for that. Like if um if you um, speed the wagons up next turn, it's going to maybe be disadvantage on your attack rolls, but you can definitely do it. It doesn't really have a top. Okay. It's kind of got like a loose canvas top, but the bats have shredded all of that getting inside and it's now kind of flapping in the wind. Okay, well, two questions. One, 
sweeping attack, can I use this against a swarm? Is it, it yes, hits absolutely. things within five feet of it? Um, yeah. So you could. So I'll let you case. either do the damage to another swarm, or you could do the set that the damage you would normally do to another creature to the same swarm you're attacking. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll start up by just trying to clear the uh, the swarm that I've got on me um, or in the wagon. Um, mm-hmm. So I need to hit first. Let's see if I do that, shall we? So great sword. Twenty-three to hit. Yeah, that will hit. <laughs> and then that's uh, that nine damage. Nine damage plus another D eight to this one swarm. Another seven, so sixteen damage to that one swarm. Okay. So again, the the weapon itself it cleaves through several of these bats at a time, but there's just so many of them. Even with the sweeping motion, they still kind of descend down upon you, um, still surrounding your body. Okay. Now, if I look through that canvas. Is there enough of these things in, like, a line? Like, or are they quite <laughs> spread out across the road? Let's say, I mean, you can example, make an attack. You can make an attack against them. one swarm. Yeah. What's that? What, what's your breath weapon again? Is it acid? Uh, acid, a 5 by 30 foot line. So 5 foot wide. You can catch four. one swarm in it, yeah. You can absolutely hit one of the swarms with a line of acid. One? I want all five. Or nothing. No. Once no. doesn't get. <laughs> That's okay. I'll leave it there. Um, that's the that's my turn. Because I'd have to okay. action surge to do that anyway, uh, so I won't do that. You would, uh, Rose. Um, your horse. I need you to make an animal handling check to keep your horse from panicking, basically. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Oops, you sorry. managed to. That keep... was a seventeen. No, that's right. The seventeen's Rolling just yeah, it's perfectly fine. Uh, yeah, you managed to keep your horse from panicking. Um, you can see it's being bitten and torn at, but the horse, you keep its focus, and already at this point, like, the bats are beginning to drift behind you, and as, as long as you can keep the speed up, you'll outpace them. Um, Jesper? I'm going to uh, encourage Irina to say... <laughs> uh, we, we must go faster, please. I'm, I'm trying. I, I just don't want them to panic. But yes, I'm getting them to go as fast as they will. They can uh, take it. And uh, I'll lay a calming hand <laughs> on Nelly and Furtado. Yep, Come on, okay. you two. Let's get this together. And maybe an animal handling right. check or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you, you can make an animal handling check too. Yeah, 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 To make sure they're okay. Um, okay. 22. Nice. 22, yeah. They're oh, more than enough. 20. They're definitely under... They're definitely under no no threat of panicking there. Uh, Rose, your your turn. Um, so am I past the bats now? So if you take, okay. if you want to use your action to make the horse dash, because at the moment you're just going at your normal movement speed. If you want to basically force, like, be like, ha, and get the horse yeah. to speed up, you'll leave the bats I, behind. Yeah, I pretty much would like to do that, um, mm-hmm. and just encourage everybody else to do the same to speed up um sure. because then I'm I'm out of their swipey swipe range anyway yeah yeah absolutely so yeah with a kind of like crack of the reins um you and Zeke lurch forward ahead of the rest of the group and the bats are desperately chasing after you but they just don't have the speed to catch up um to a a full galloped horse uh and they begin falling back as they do um that's going to be your action pretty much in your move 
Zeke, they're now behind you. Is there anything you want to try and do? Uh, you can see that the, the bats begin to fall away, but they are still attacking the other horse and the other uh, and your companions as well. Yeah, can I cast um, Ray of Frost on the bats behind us? Yeah, which one do you want to go for? Do you want to go for the ones that are attacking Ismark and Shadow or the ones that are attacking the wagon? Uh, the wagon. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, make a go for it. Cool. So it is a ranged spell attack. So that's what was that in total? Yeah, that is total. Yeah, because it adds your plus four. Um, cool. So the ray sadly just goes a little bit too wide to the side, and the bats kind of break apart in a kind of fluttering of mad wings as the the beam of ice just shoots past them, um, scathing the ground and covering it in a degree of rime and frost uh, as it goes past. Uh, Shadow, unless there's anything else on ZQ in your turn. Um, I'll just cut, shout back to the group. Keep going. Let's keep going. We can do it. Okay. Um, so Shadow. is there a way that I can assist um, Ismark in, in encouraging the horse to go faster? Um, you are not riding the horse. You're not the rider. No. So you can't get them to take their right. You can't make them dash on your turn. Um, but you could definitely like use like guidance or like you can any spells you've got that you want to try and do. Or I, if you just want to try and make an animal handling check to keep them calm. Yeah. You could try an animal all handling to is, keep the horse um, calm. All I've got is resistance, which isn't quite uh, what I want. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything I can really do. Maybe an animal handling check, just to like try and, if they get attacked again, like stop them from mm-hmm. uh, losing control or sprinting. Like, yeah, I just want to focus on assisting um, Ismark. Yeah, and this um, Ismark managed to clear. Ismark managed to clear out quite a lot of them from around you. Um, so the the bats themselves are diminished in number. So there's not as many of them now. But yeah, you can do that. So give me a, give me an animal handling. Okay. Uh, is that rolled? Yeah. Uh, that's a 19. Yep. 19. You, With a soothing voice, you kind of stroke the, the flanks of the horse, even though it's bleeding, maybe kind of like a very minor amount of healing energy just to kind of keep it calm. Um, yeah, and it, it remains focused on its purpose. Its eyes down, you can hear it kind of, the, the spittle in its mouth kind of flying back um, as it desperately tries to just out, outpace this thing attacking it, basically. Its natural instincts to run take over. Sadly, the bats will get a round, an attack in before Ismark can kind of muster the horse to speed up. Um, however, they do seem somewhat diminished. Uh, they continue to bite away uh, at the poor horse, um, but not enough to bring the horse down um, before moving on. Uh, Rose, the one that had uh, drifted, is just continues trying to chase after you, but can't keep up. Um, and then basically Irina and Ismark have the next two turns so they both kind of yeah, kick the horses into a dash a that came out there. <laughs> and the, the group basically as a whole you all manage to gain the upper hand um, and sprint and dash the horses continue this gallop for perhaps another 10 minutes or 20 minutes um, as you pass through into a narrow corridor of woods on either side of you but the bats kind of disperse and eventually fall so far behind that they no longer pose any threat and the horses begin to slow down as you just begin to emerge from the other side of this wooded path that leads through uh, these ancient set of trees. Um, can I stand on the wagons and make myself very visible and shouty to the 
other people on the horses in front. Yeah. Like stop. Yeah, they are ahead of you, the other two horses. Everybody stop. We must check okay. on everyone. Yeah. And the horses. Ismark kind of pulls the pulls the horses to a, a slow. I think um, that, Rose, I think do you do the same? Got away from them. I keep going. No, I don't. I stop. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, so like on the other side of these woods, you're in these kind of like nestled hills, so small valleys almost with the, the sides of the road sloping up and away from you. Um, and yeah, you, you bring the horses to a slow. Irina stops the wagon and pulls it to a calm. You can see her kind of breathing deeply, but she seems a lot more composed than, than the first time she was in a sort of combat-y situation. Uh, yeah, you bring, you bring them all to a close. Is anybody hurt? Just the horses, I think. Yes, yeah. uh, this uh, our, our horse is is she's bleeding quite badly. She's I think she's really? okay, but uh, yeah, uh, not one of yours, um, one of ours, uh, one of one of my father's horses. Um, Here, let me. I help. think some of yours, one of yours, took a little beating as well. And yeah, you can see that. Uh, yeah, the three of the horses have definitely taken some injuries. Okay. Um, I will um, cure wins. Couple of the horses. <laughs> okay, sure. So, yeah, yours, uh, Nelly has taken, I can't remember if it was Nelly or Furtado, one of them Nelly. has um, some injuries, but not too much. Um, the worst, the, the horse that's the worst off is the one that Ismark and Shadow were riding. Okay, um, I'll focus on that one first then. Seven okay. healing. Seven points? Yeah. Yeah, Easy. you don't manage to heal up you don't manage to heal up all of the wounds and bites, but the damage that's remaining is quite uh, superficial. It's mainly kind of cuts and bruises, the kind of thing that a horse probably won't notice too much now, and it will just heal naturally over time. Um, it's tough hide. Without these precious beasts oh, to you. get us through the woods, we would be dead. Yes, the road is still quite a journey without these to, to carry us, and if anything chases after us, if wolves come, then we're in trouble. Uh... Thank you, Jesper. Uh, that, uh, I did not expect you to use magic uh, on on the, the the animals. I thought that you would bandage their wounds. Uh, it's it's much a part of us. There's <laughs> anyone else, human or horse, they all play an important part, do they not? Uh, Irina looks around like, what about everyone else? Are, are you any of you injured or, or hurt? Um, I am okay? fine. I'm good. Um, can I walk to like the side of the road and sort of scan the tree line and just mm -hmm. see if I can spot anything in this trap forest, this danger forest? Yeah, I think, make a, yeah, make, make I a think Rose would yeah. probably do the same, um, yeah, sure. especially yep. after Ismark said wolves as well. She would be kind of yeah. making sure that there's something else. Should I roll uh, as well? Yeah, yeah, you can make a perception check. Yeah, yeah, where is yeah, a tree. <laughs> Yes, that looks <laughs> yeah, like a tree. Just... Uh, no, 21. <laughs> okay, so Xeros, you're kind of looking into the tree line. Um, there's, without a doubt, there are things moving in the forest. That's, without a shadow of a doubt, Xeros, you can see things. The occasional eyes glowing look back at you and then seem to turn away and continue on. You see dark shapes hunched. You think they're animals? You kind of blink for a moment, but were they? Or did they look like people? You're, you're not sure. You, it, it's hard to see. It's still... The light is only just beginning to come up. 
um and the forests themselves are quite dark rose you have a trained eye and there are animals in the woods but nothing that you think will present any threat um there's definitely you can see the telltale signs of animals coming and going um wolves have definitely been in this area you can see the footprints you can see their tracks even out here on the road you can see that they've come and gone these woods are definitely there are there are dangerous creatures that live in them but you don't think they present any immediate threat to you right where you are one thing does catch your attention uh you you glance it by kind of walking a little bit up one of the hills to get a better vantage point and maybe uh, a couple of hours maybe an hour's ride away um on the edge of another forest that the road seems to follow you can see what appears to be a uh a windmill uh, best you could describe but the 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 windmill isn't turning the 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 blades of the windmill aren't turning anymore it looks quite run down and tattered um a broken stone shell of what it once was it's quite in the, it's quite far in the distance but your keen keen eyesight picks it out in the morning light and that's that's something that the rest of you notice is as you take this brief moment the light level doesn't change enough it's not a radiant dawn but it's enough to let you know that dawn is is here there's just the faint lightning uh like a faint a faint pale light in the air the clouds are so thick that no sunlight actually comes down you're kind of getting this diffused dark gray mingling this kind of muggy atmosphere to it all but dawn has come not that it's brought much joy with it I think we're safe for now but did I hear correct in that he asked for Tatiana who's Tatiana Irina looks as confused as Mark and Irina don't seem to. They're like, I, we don't know. I've never heard that name before. He was after Irina. Perhaps he, I don't know, said uh, another name by accident, or unless one of you uh, know a Tatiana or are a Tatiana, but that's a very Barovian no. name. I'm just concerned that there is he looking for multiple people? Has he got a list of, of people he's demanding as his victims i if there's other people know. who are at danger then we should definitely find out we should yes uh, i'm sorry miss rose the devil is insane uh, i can't i i don't understand his reasoning or his methods uh, at all but what you say is likely true perhaps there is other people he's trying to collect certainly arena is not the first woman that he's shown an interest in We've all heard the stories of young girls, pretty girls, who go missing, taken up to the castle. That's why we were so. That's why I was so desperate for him not to take Irina. Yes, uh, I, given how he, well, I, I still don't quite know how he spoke to me, but there was a part of me that wanted to go with him, even though I, I didn't. Uh, magic in my mind telling me to go with him. Perhaps there are other victims out there, other women he's looking for, but I've never heard this name. Perhaps she's someone from Valaki or someone from your world? I I don't know. Yes, maybe we could ask when we get to the next town. It it might be worth just checking. Um, 
it's it just seems strange mm-hmm. to me. He seemed very fixed on Arena, and I would hate for this to be multiple people, um, monsters who hunt down victims like this have to be stopped. Absolutely. He's been doing it for centuries. I I? wonder the girls he chooses, does it have anything to do with the thing on your neck? And I point a claw at Irina's neck. What thing on my neck? And she kind of like brushes it with her hand but the marks are so small that there's no like physical dents for her to feel it's like an old scar like just brushing across a mark that was there she's like what what thing on my neck is mark is there something on my neck you see is mark kind of looks for the first time and it's like yes it's like small scars i'm guessing i would have noticed this by now yeah yeah it's Can been I pointed have out 100 yeah 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 absolutely make a um, make a nature, no, a medicine check for me, but with advantage. So add, add, give yourself advantage on the roll. Uh, maybe it's a bug bite. <laughs> Two bugs. Maybe, it's although we don't, have a lot of, we don't have a lot of bugs like that here in Barovia. Out in the swamps, maybe, but in the villages, it's not very common. Uh, Rose, for you, with that total That's of a, seven, a seven. Uh, the highest seven. Um, Dear God. You... <sighs> I mean, there's some things you know as a basics, right? Like, you learnt, you, you've trained and honed your skills as a monster slayer. Um, you certainly were taught about vampires by uh, your old, instructor, uh, old instructors and mentors and things like that. Um, vampires suck, their, suck blood. They drink the blood of victims. Um, but even with a seven, you would know that being bitten is not enough to turn somebody into a vampire, right? The, the vampire has to will it. It normally has to be several times over that the person is bitten um and there is a certain element of compulsion that's needed as well um the bites themselves you don't know how many times irena has been bitten maybe this is once maybe it's twice you it could be a dozen times it's hard to tell you don't have the medical knowledge to gauge the the scarring and the age um but yeah she's clearly been bitten by a vampire um whether or not that means i mean if she was a vampire you have a feeling that she would not be as compliant um as she has been she would not be resisting strad normally a vampire once turned is completely beholden to their master once they become a spawn they do whatever the master wills them to do um so you don't know love it how long have i mean that's not to say in terms of a paranoid if if Rose is a bit more of a paranoid person, there could be a, the thought there of, well, what if Strahd's told her to act compliant and to play the part of the victim? Mm. Um, that, that could be something that a clever you know, vampire would order one of his spawn to do. Um, you don't know. Um, how long, and you say, like, how long have you had these marks? She's like, I, I don't remember you... having them at all. I, I, I didn't know I had them. I just the last when he's appeared when he's to me it's always like he came to me in dreams it's like I was speaking to someone from like someone I used to know somebody that's like a a friend or somebody like a brother almost Um, and it would be in dreams I I would think that I was in a palace a, a castle 
wearing fine gowns and and he would speak to me sweet things and play music for me and then uh, the last couple of times ismark has woken me and i've been at home in my bed and he's been there at the window and i i've well one of once i was almost out of the window myself i was leaning out of the window and it was only because ismark and father pulled me back that i did not fall into to the devil's arms but I don't remember anything else. A couple of times at the window. Is Mark, has it been two times? Has it been three? Uh, twice. Twice. Uh, the last time was the time that you all came, though, so... And he hadn't gotten to her. But the first time, she was she was basically in his grasp. Um, he was uh, distracted, I think. That's why me and father could pull her back. She was stood out on the window ledge... He was holding her like, uh, like a lover would, I guess. Um, and, well, we managed to to pull her back in and and deny him. We told him that he was not welcome, and then he could not enter anymore. And he was enraged. The next time, though, is is when you and your friends came when he sent those creatures, the devils, against us, the the spined monsters. Shadow, can you take a look at this and tell me, do you know how many times that she's been bitten? What, what is wrong? Can you tell? Is, is, is something wrong? Is something going to happen to me? Looks like fang marks to me. And then I'm going to kind of do a little hiss, like, and reveal my own little cat fangs. Um, can I make a, a, a sort you of can make medicine, medicine check? check then? Yeah. yeah, Yeah, you can make a medicine check. That will be oh, yeah. 23. Yeah. yeah, you taking a look at these and having treated injuries and, you know, dealt with the dead and things like that before, um, you think that the she's probably been bitten in the last week or so. Uh, everything about the marks and the, the age of them, the way they've healed up, kind of collaborates with what Ismark just said, that, you know, maybe a week or so ago she was bitten and then... He's, she's been visited again, but wasn't bitten a second time. Um, and certainly, like as you're like, if you if you're touching her like neck and stuff like that, you can feel a pulse. You can feel that her blood is still warm. Um, there's no sign of undeath. That's something I think Shadow would be able mm. to tell quite easily with a medicine check of that nature. This is not an undead creature. This is a living woman. Um, I would say the bite is about a week old. I wonder where where it is he bit you, as in you say he has to be invited in. I wonder what she was standing out on the had. window ledge ah. so outside of the house. I think he had called her to her through the window and she had gotten up onto the window itself. He plays but... mind games, he can be persuasive. In good news, your blood still runs hot. Your skin still would... is warm. You are not undead. No, no, of course not. Uh, to think that Strage maybe is... I've been tempted to one of his things. Strad is a vampire, and he is clearly trying to turn you into one to join him. I don't know if this is the case with multiple women. But we have to prevent that. Yes, yes, I, I don't want that at all, please. Uh, uh, and I would... Uh, 
he must have some power to to charm or to, to confuse me or something because I, I would not allow him to do this. I, I don't want this. I want to be safe. I want to be with my family. I, I want to just live in peace. We all do. And that's the scary thing about monsters is they have ways of persuading you, ways to get what they want. And yes. of course, we know that you don't want that. But in the moment, his powers could overcome anyone. He, he is a vampire. He is a powerful creature. But that doesn't mean that he is undefeatable. What are Zeke and Xeros doing at this point? Just out of interest, because I want to make sure you guys get a chance to say or do anything you guys want. Just listening, crossed arms, standing there, looking badass. Right. <laughs> yep, standard Xeros then. <laughs> what about Zeke? How does well, is Zeke react to any of this, or is this uh, is there anything in the vicinity distracting her, or is there anything she's interested in? I think she's she's listening to the conversation, just like okay unbelievably just trying to take it in, hoping that it okay. is just a bug bite. Just, maybe <laughs> okay. it's a bug bite. Like maybe, a of, maybe it's just all... There's, yeah. there's that kind of false hope of like, yeah, but it could yeah. also be this. Like, okay. It could also just be a mozzy bite. Like, no biggie, right? Ismark like... <laughs> uh, looks around to everyone is like, we should perhaps discuss more of this in safer areas. We're still not out of danger here. And do not be confu- Do not be fooled by the presence of sun, of the sun. It holds no power over the devil or his minions here. It's not strong enough. Some of the weaker ones, perhaps, but him, he can come to us now if he wishes. Well, let's keep moving then. Yes. Uh, it shouldn't be too much further now. Uh, perhaps a, th- a few more hours, and we should reach Velaki. I've not been there in some time, but it's got high walls and plenty of guards, and certainly the Burgomaster there was never a friend of the devil's, so perhaps we should be safe. With that, he kind of gestures to Irina um, and begins making his way over to the family's horse, uh, and I'm assuming the rest of you make your way into your own horses as well. I go into my Mark, horse. like, how? <laughs> into your wagon. <laughs> yes, go on. How would the rest of us react to hearing the word vampire? Like, would we know, uh, you know, much? Yeah, like, like you guys, you guys are from the Forgotten Realms. Um, mm-hmm. So there are there are countless stories of adventurers who fought vampires. Um, mm-hmm. You've all heard of characters like Elminster and Drist who have fought these powerful creatures. You know that they are powerful undead. Um, you know that they have powers of, you know, draining the lifeblood out of somebody. They can turn people into a vampire. Um, they, you, you kind of know the basic mythological stuff about mm. vampires, you know, like, ah, yes, they don't like holy magic. They, you know, the, the power of the gods is effective against them and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you, you guys know what a vampire is. Do we know if anything okay. like that holds truth or if is it just their stories? That is going to make, I mean, you can make a arcana check or a religion check for me. And then, yeah, you might know some stuff. You might know some some weaknesses of some vampires. Um, vampires. Uh, vampire. Vampire. Seven. Right. So Zeros doesn't. Zeros has heard the stories, no. but you don't know anything. You don't know anything more concrete about what is um, true or Garlic, not. Snakes, you just holy water. Could be anything. All of that. To, as far as you're stories. concerned, all of that works. Yeah. 
as far as you yeah, know, yeah. all of that is the case. Um, Ziki, uh, you you can make a check if you'd like yeah. as well. Um, yeah, Arcana uh, or Religion. So ten total. Arcana. Ten check. total. Same thing. So yeah, you've you've heard the stories, yeah. but no specifics. Like you you don't know a hundred percent what will and won't work. Um, cool. Yeah. Anybody else? Anything else? Anything else from anyone else? Uh, no, just uh, absentmindedly shuffling my Taroka deck and thinking okay. past them. Uh, but like, uh, I suddenly snap two, and it's like, yes, we must keep going. We can't stay idle here for long. Come on, everybody, All right. back on the wagon. Okay. Uh, perfecto. Um, so, you guys mount up and re-continue your journey. I just want to bring up something for my own benefit, if you don't mind. Uh, I do. I do mind. Okay. <clears throat> so, you begin traveling once more, and after about another, not even a full hour, maybe about sort of 30 minutes have passed traveling down, you make your way through the nested hills of this uh, land, and like Rose saw, you now all see and are fast approaching a small road that turns off. Um, the old Svalik road transitions here from being a winding path through the mountains to a lazy trail that hugs the mountainside as it descends into a fog-filled valley. In the heart of the valley, you can see a walled town near the shores of a great lake in the, in the distance. A branch in the road, however, leads west to... Uh, uh, I can't even read that word. Uh, a dilapidated stone windmill, its warped wooden veins stripped bare. Uh, you can see from the trail, from the road, uh, the door is banging open and closed, caught in a wind. Um, it looks quite abandoned and dilapidated um, and just, yeah, seems to be devoid of any, any signs of life um, as this windmill just kind of creaks and just looks there and there is something strange about it um this very ominous like just on the edge of a forest there's just this old dilapidated windmill um (laughs) that's a hard pass on that windmill there mark (sighs) okay so that's what rose is doing uh do all of you just want to just get skip past friends we have a few hours until uh reach Falaki. Maybe it's worth stopping. <laughs> uh, it looks quite abandoned. Perhaps we could, um, perhaps we could seal the door and get some rest. I know none of you have probably managed to get any sleep since you arrived. Maybe there's some supplies in there, some old flour or something, or I don't know. Maybe. Can you bake? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not too bad at it, actually. Interesting. I know my way around a cake or two. Oh, I like cake. <laughs> With a windmill, there are multiple floors, so we would be safer on higher floors from wolves and other beasts that lurk in the night. It would be good for us, I think, if we need to... A longer rest, say, to rejuvenate our abilities and whatnot. The horses have been running for a good couple of hours. It wouldn't hurt to give them a moment to rest either. Let them graze for a bit, perhaps. 
I don't think we should stay long. It's daytime now. I think we if should we're going to travel. No. I don't say that in character. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I can't figure out what. I'm having a very mode. difficult time saying go to the windmill right now. Sorry. Do you guys want to go to the windmill? I'm Sounds like Zeke's up for windmill. Jesper's up for windmill. Who else is up for windmill? Shadow's I'll up for a long Zeke. sleep. All right, yeah, Shadow wants to sleep. sleep. Xeros is going to follow Zeke. That sounds like you're all going to the windmill. So let's you all go to the windmill. The yeah, let's all go to the windmill. <laughs> you can see that the the onion domed edifice leans forward into one side, as though trying to turn away from the stormy grey sky. You see grey brick walls and dirt covered windows on the upper floors and a decrepit wooden platform encircles the windmill above a flimsy doorway leading into the building's interior. Perched on a wooden beam above the door is a raven. It hops on one foot and squawks. Yeah, you guys uh, approach. The raven, as it sees you approaching, flies up and settles at the very top of the windmill. I, I do need to practice... With my deck, maybe I could give some sort of sense as to our future here. The door just slams open, caught in the wind. It just kind of smashes to and fro, kind of constantly slamming as the wind is blowing against it. You can see that part of the door has broken off as well, um, and it seems that the interior is empty. That would be nice, Jesper. I, for one, do not trust ravens. All right. I can try it. You should uh, be careful here, cat, man, lady, thing. I'm sorry, I don't know what you are called. Um, Shadow. My name is Shadow. 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 You should be careful, Shadow. Ravens are precious here in Barovia. Never, Never kill a raven here. Is bad luck. I wasn't, bad omen. I wasn't saying anything about killing it. I'm just saying that yes, it well, looks ominous. Cats and birds, we all know how that goes. I am making faces <laughs> at it. I am like... The raven's just kind of cocking its head as it looks around awkwardly and kind of looks down. When it sees it sees you, Shadow, and it kind of bobs its head. <laughs> well... <laughs> I'll draw I'm not being hostile, card. I'm just pulling faces. Okay. <laughs> so you see Jesper kind of gets out the, the delicate wooden box uh, of Madame Ava's uh, cards. Um, do you, like, get down on the ground trot and pull one out, or are you just pulling it out and showing it to yourself? Uh, I'll put it down for everyone to see, but very delicately, mm-hmm. like treating with these, this deck because it's Madame Ava's with the mm-hmm. utmost respect. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll, slowly, I'll just close my eyes and put the deck down, shuffle them, and then slowly turn over the top one. Sounds good. So cool. I'm so excited for this. The Conjurer. Oh, the Conjurer. Make a um, charisma. Just roll d20 plus your charisma for me. Okay. This is you channeling, trying to channel the power of the the Tarukra deck and your gift of foresight through your force of personality. 19. Okay. Uh, this is where I would like to find out what the country just default means. But um, Okay, so you focus for a moment, and uh, given that the situation you are in, you are testing to see 
you know, are you asking basically what will happen if we go in the windmill, or are you asking what's the kind of question you're asking? For, yeah, not like that specific, but will it be more of a positive experience or a negative experience? What is our destiny okay. here? So the conjurer it represents in this in this circumstance, the conjurer represents the possibility uh, for uh, change, um, for reward, for transformation. But only if it is if it is worked for. Only if the only if the person who is seeking is willing to push their will against it to conjure it uh, from misfortune. Well, destiny lies in our hands, friends. That is all I can say about that. As long as we are together. We make the right decisions, and we are safe and alert. Things will go in our favor. But we must keep our eyes open. Okay. Uh, I'm well so excellent. far. Okay. Uh, who is the first in? This guy. Xeros Can... just makes his way straight in. Yeah. I mean, I guess we like group behind me. Uh, sure. So you're the you're leading as, the charge. Go on, Shadow. As he's walking in, and as uh, Jesper says, with eyes wide open, can I activate Eyes of the Grave? And yeah, um, describe it to me. Yeah. What does it do? Um, so similar to when we were at the gallows, um, it mm-hmm. basically you open your awareness to magically detect undead. Um, I know the location of any undead within six feet, 60 feet of me that isn't behind total cover and isn't protected from divination magic. And it's an action, so, um, okay. yeah, I guess it's not It's not It long. doesn't last, it's just instantly, no, so you just like get a, like a flash of it, basically. Yeah. Can I do it as close um, to the windmill as possible? Like, I guess yeah, as, as Zeros opens any, any... the door. But if anything's behind, like, total cover, you don't see it. So you can't see yeah, through no. walls with it and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So you do not sense any undead immediately in the area that Xeros is about to enter. But uh, is that is that if I'm looking through the door? Yeah, if, if you're uh, looking through the demon. door. Yeah, if you're looking into the room, you don't sense uh, any undead. Um, okay. Yeah, I guess I'd, uh, I'd see her casting that, and I kind of, like, nod to her and then turn to go through the door. I guess I recognize this from the graves as well. Yeah, uh, so shadows there. would just fill my eyes, kind of just flood my uh, my golden eyes, um, and probably then just flit away. Um, and I'll just say, well, there is no undead, but that's not to say that there are other creatures and ghastlies and ghoulies. It's not undead in any area you can see. Exactly, that that's and that limitation. too. I do not have divine sight, so take that as you will. It is not a certainty. Okay. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll open the door. Okay. The door is already half open where the wind keeps knocking it open. Um, When you look inside Xeros, the ground floor of this windmill was once a makeshift kitchen, but now it's just filthy and full of refuse. Broken baskets and dishware are scattered in the corners, and a pretty wooden cabinet with flowers painted on it has been ransacked and left open. 
The whole room has a lingering sweet scent mixed with a burning ash-like smell that burns your nostrils. A long, cold brick oven is built against one wall, and a broken staircase leads up to the second floor. And as you step inside, you hear the unmistakable giggle of children playing. Kind of like, ha ha! The sounds of footsteps from above. Okay, I don't like that. I don't like children at the best of time. Children in an old, decrepit windmill. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, the rest of you will come up. You see the same thing Xeros does. And um, as more of you begin to approach, I think that Shadow, you probably hear the kind of like a giggling in footsteps. But as the larger sound of the group gathering, that quickly fades. Did anyone else hear the giggling of children? No. Oh, that bodes well. That, that's no, definitely wonderful. A great start. If there are children here, then we should help them. They should not be playing out here. They need to be back somewhere safe. I don't. They sound know fairly content being here. Children do not know the dangers that they face. They're young, so they could well be here from a nearby village or something. This could be their play pen. Played then. I trust I nothing around like here. It. I do He's not. already Hello, shown ch- me children. Zeke, you're calling. You kind of call out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you. There's not really. There's a silence that the kind of silence where the door is banging, you can hear the chatter and the squeaking of floorboards, but there's an, a noticeable lack of sound where there once was something that maybe you didn't notice or pick up on. As you kind of call out, there's suddenly an absence of that thing that you didn't know was there. And there's an unsettling element to that. Um, you maybe make, uh, everyone make a perception check for me. Sure. Three. Natural one. (laughs) Nineteen. Five. Nine. Cat eyes. Okay. So, Shadow. Fourteen. You... Fourteen is that total on Zeke? Yeah. Okay, Zeke and Shadow. Echoing from the floors above you just hear a very faint whisper. Quick, hide! They're back! Wonderful. Did anyone else hear that, or am I the only one going insane? No, I definitely heard that. You want to tell the others what it said? Are you Uh, still talking about children? Yeah. I nod. They they said, quick, hide, they're back. Oh, so... That's... I'm sorry, but, um... I find it hard to believe that there are children around these parts, given that the nearest town is quite a distance away. 
and the fact that I've already seen my own dead corpse as an illusion, I trust nothing. Understandable. Uh, what do you want to do? Leave? What if their children are unsafe? Here. All I know I... is I've seen a raven and now there are children giggling and telling me to hide. I don't like it. Well, we could hide. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Well, if nothing else, the idea is... The, the Jesper's thoughts to rest for a moment. I mean, they are only children. Yeah, they cannot... Well, perhaps they are not only children. Perhaps there is something more sinister, but they have not leaped out, leapt out to attack us yet. I hate the no, thought of No, but they were expecting they something are... to come back. Which it leads me to be... believe that there is danger seat. here. Perhaps, I'll follow your lead. Abandoned. It looks abandoned. True. It doesn't look like anybody would have a reason to come back here. Perhaps they think we're adults who have come to find them or hurt them, perhaps? It's not above some of the people in Barovia. They are twisted by this place. Well, they were in, laughing. So maybe it's in not In my that experience, bad. ghosts often don't leave footprints. Ghosts? Hmm. You think it could be I... the spirits? Well, I tend to the dead. I often watch over the dead as they make the transition to the fugue plane in the city beyond. Sometimes, sometimes they need a little encouragement, and if not, yes, I have seen my, the odd ghost in my time. This is not filling me with well, maybe uh, just stop. hope for sleeping. Let's go check on the children. Yes. I'll go okay. quietly. Look so is somebody going upstairs? Smile. <laughs> mm, give a shit. Do we yes, do we all? Yeah. I'll go very do quietly and stealthily. Sure. Okay. All right. So you make a stealth check for me, Jasper. Is anybody else going with Jasper, or is he going on his own? Irina will probably go with you. Are she, there places to hide? Down here? No, it's pretty mm. empty down here. There's, there's really just this kind of remnants of a you know, the ruined remains of a makeshift kitchen. There's like a broken dresser. Um, there's not really anything to hide in down here. Um, there's there's clearly like marks on the ground where things like chests and tables would have once been, but they're now not here. They've been taken somewhere. Uh, so Yesbig begins quietly making his way upstairs. Uh, Irina will also uh, move quite quietly. She'll follow up behind Jesper. Uh, anybody else going with them? I will. Alright, do you want to make a stealth check as well, Ziki? Yeah. Oh, it's a seven total. Okay. <laughs> um, so you all, the three of them, begin making your way upstairs. Um, Ziki, you can't help but your tail kind of accidentally catches against like the, the wooden parts of the staircase, kind of making a, a thumping sound. You kind of pick your tail up, but the, the sound echoes up as it, it as you make your way upstairs. On the second floor, um, you those of you who head upstairs, on the second floor there is uh, what appears to be a broken millstone for the for the windmill itself. 
Um, you can see the gears have all been removed, but the main sort of like shaft stick remains. Um, there is a large stone basin with a kind of white powder, uh, like a white flowery powder um, on the inside of it. Just a, a little bit of a remains of whatever was being ground up here, the flower that was being ground up here. Um, and then there is a second set of stairs that, that leads up. Um, and it's very not very tall ceiling so you're kind of anybody who's like nearly six foot their head's nearly touching the roof um and then the second set of stairs leads up to what you imagine is uh, a third floor quiet hold the tail please sorry i'm not good at cramped spaces you don't have to come up i'm just checking on the children if there's a problem i'll uh for you. Maybe wait at the doorway. <laughs> I'm sure it's like fine. It. Okay. 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 So, like, so you're going to stay on this floor, Ziki, and then Jesper and Irene yeah. are going to carry on. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. So you're just left with this broken millstone and the remnants of the flower, Ziki. There's not really anything else on this second floor, it seems. Uh, Jesper and Irina, when they head up to the third floor, you see a rotting wooden closet set against one wall. There appear to be three crates set into it and stacked on top of one another. Each has a small door. A heap of discarded clothes and small shoes is next to the closet, and a moldy bed with tattered canopy rests on the other side of the room. You think for a moment... There is something else in this room with you. I will not. Do you have your my... weapons drawn, Jesper? No, I do not. That's what I was going to say. I'm keeping them down because if there are okay. children, I'm not going to frighten them. Okay. Children, you should not be playing in a place like this. Hello? You kind of, as you speak, you kind of let the words echo out. And there's also a broken ladder uh, that leads up to the... Well, would have once led up to the very top of the windmill, but the bottom half of it has long been broken, so it's just kind of the, the top half of the ladder remains. Um, when the, the hello echoes for a moment, and Ziki, you can hear it, and the rest of you down on the ground floor kind of hear Jesper calling out to them as well. Um, there is no sound. You look around doesn't seem to be anybody up here when you turn back towards the stairs you see standing there two very quite plump children wearing clothes but you see right through them you shouldn't be here they'll be back soon uh there's a young boy and a young girl both are very clearly ghosts as they just stare at you Hey, who is coming for you? The mean ladies. Friends, we need to they leave. They hate us. They've not been back in a long time, but they... They left, and we don't know if... They ate us. Where are you now, do you know? Yes, we're in the windmill. This is where they made this is where they made the cakes. You know where you last were? Here. This is where they ate us. Specifically where? <laughs> Down in the kitchen. 
they fattened us up in the cages, and then they would take us down, they killed us and ate us, and then they ground our bones up to go in the cakes. Oh, <laughs> okay. I will... Irina lo just looks white as a sheet as she's looking at them. We Ziki, hear you this hear this from downstairs. Like, we I hear this Ziki echo. Can. You can hear something. I think you don't hear the full thing of the conversation, but Ziki can. But the rest of you can hear that there is a conversation with kids, but you don't hear the details of it. Um, and Ziki, like, when you look over, you can see there is this white powdery substance in the, the millstone. And there is a sudden realization of that's not flour. That's bones. <laughs> yeah. That's oatmeal. I, I start like scrabbling up back against the wall, just trying to get as far away from it as possible. <laughs> just like, ah! <laughs> yeah, you hear Sneaky like scrabble, like her claws scrabble against the wooden floor. Um, Why so are you here, mister? We are here to put you at peace. You shouldn't be stuck here in the windmill. You deserve to lay to rest. They, they do. They look at you, not quite understanding what you mean. Um, they don't quite. They, they seem to know they're dead, but I don't think that they would necessarily understand what you're implying. Like the kind of like you know laying them to rest and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's time for you two to. We'd go like home. to leave. No, we don't. They. When you say that, there's a clear panic in their eyes. We don't want to go home. Home is... Our parents are the ones that gave us to the mean ladies for more cakes. We never want to go home. We hate home now. And you see them get angry. You can see their kind of demeanors change. And one of the baskets in the, the cupboards begins to shake and begins slowly moving out as you can see them getting tense and angry. Okay, okay. Don't worry, you'll never have to go home again. You'll never see your parents. They will never harm you again, okay? They're the ones that should be dead. They're the ones that should have... They should never have given us away. Right, well. Destiny has a way of fixing these sort of things, so... Don't you worry about that. You worry about yourselves, okay? You can hear, like, a knocking coming from above you, Jesper. Um, from the attic, you can hear, like, something knocking against wood. I'm just going to check on my friends. You stay here, okay? We can't leave anyway. And the two ghosts just vanish. I'm gonna swiftly move my way back downstairs, trying to remember. Irina's calm. following you, but, like, kind of shakily. <sighs> I guess it really was ghosts. I know. Let's get with the others, shall we? And make a swift escape. That sounds good. What was that knocking noise from upstairs? I don't want to know. Do you? Okay. Not, well, not really, no. Right. Friends, Ziki, we must go. Uh, tell the others we're leaving. Uh, reason? Ghosts? Kids? Hey, you guys, you okay, guys will yeah. make your way downstairs. Uh, uh, the children don't take are. Any of the, the flower. The... <laughs> what? Why? I don't think don't, we need the flower. Don't take I don't any think of we the need flower. to take... Okay, I don't think we need to. We don't need to bake cakes. It's fine. Um, we, we have okay, some food. Okay, that's good. It's all good. 
I just started Why are you crying. So <laughs> Irina, Irina looks over to Shadow as Zeke starts crying into her claws. <laughs> um, uh, Irina looks over to you, Shadow, and is like, "You were right, Shadow. They were spirits, two young children that uh, are trapped here. From the sounds of it, it was pretty ghastly. Their parents gave them to some ladies that ate them." ground their bones into flour to make cakes. Would I know anything about that kind of monster? Sure, make a... Arcana check. You can have advantage as you are a monster slayer. Okay. While she's doing that, can I uh, just look at Irina and just... Yes, I did. I did tell you that children are fairly ghastly but you, you said you said that you could lay them to rest is, is there anything you can do they're just stuck it here. will be difficult a grave wrong has been done against them so their souls are anchored to this place if you wish to guide them to the fugue plane we need to I guess one thing would be to find any remains of their bodies, uh, to right Sounds the like wrongs, that. the great injustices that have been done against them. I don't think there will be any remains. It sounds like their remains were to, went into these cakes. Uh, Rose, for you, for that 15 on your Arcana check. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's the description of mean old ladies and this horrific thing that they've done there's definitely other creatures it can be shape changes there are all sorts of shape changes that can take on forms of things like women and and creatures and and trick others but the very nature of what they've done this sounds like the work of hags uh hags are fey beings normally that are the store they're the kind of subject of evil fairy tales and stories um wicked witches that turn people into animals or you know trick people into horrid deals that bring them only misfortune um they live to basically make a misery out of other people's lives um and if there's three of them that generally implies that they're a coven and that means that they are more powerful than a single hag on its own um we should move out of the windmill we should we should leave there are hags here hags yes don't want this to is stay the work to of find hag. out they're, they're witches, I mean, and if there's more there's, than one of them, then... There's very clearly nobody living in this windmill now. It, it's abandoned. Like, there's nothing here that could make anything. Like, all of the equipment of the kitchen is gone. Like, it, it is nothing really left except refuse. It's just broken parts of anything. Um, so whether they're still here, you don't know. But certainly they wouldn't be able to make anything in this windmill as it is. Um, the, the millstone I... was broken. Everything was. Everything here looks abandoned. For Would I know months, maybe weeks. Anything about so if they turn things into animals, would I be able to assess the raven and the way the raven was loitering about and looking at us as potentially anything to do with? You can that? make a nat- make it. You can make a nature check. See if it was acting weird or if it's a you know a raven. Uh, 20 altogether. You don't get the sense that that raven was... It didn't seem to be 
It certainly wasn't behaving like a normal raven, but you also don't get the sense that it was trying to spy on you or anything like that. If anything, it looked like it was trying to guide you upstairs, which is where the ghosts were, where the children were. It's almost like it was trying to get you to go up there. Um... What are you thinking, Rose? That hags can turn things into animals and that generally more than one can be quite powerful. I don't know how long they've been gone or if they're still around. If they have any possibility of coming back, then that could be quite a risk. A risky battle for us. Right. Uh, can I check the ground and do like uh, checking for recent tracks, that sort of thing, and see if there has been yeah, any sure. recent that's a survival, survival check? Uh, what's Zeros uh, and Shadow doing whilst Jesper is doing that? Um, Zeros looks like he's just sort of like <laughs> wind. <laughs> so, yeah, just sort of listening and assessing and just um, trying to figure out. Like, I figure don't out know the full there. detail of the conversation, but, like, um, I mean, I guess, like, they're saying, get out of the windmill, so I'm kind of, like, moving to the back of the group and kind of, like, shoving. <laughs> okay. It's like nudging uh, them further. Yes, but um, looking down at these tracks and stuff, you, you couldn't really follow the tracks, but you don't get the impression that anything's been here in weeks. Um, you kind of get the impression that this uh, there was quite a thick layer of dust. Um, well, not even dust, actually, because there wouldn't really have been any bodies here. Um, There's just dirt and grime. You don't get the sense that anybody's been in this place for weeks. I think but you don't know if when people left or like where they went or anything like that. You couldn't follow any tracks to determine locate like destination. They could have been gone for decades. We don't know. There doesn't seem to be any sign of activity in recent times, at least. These ghosts could have been here for a long time. Did did you ask mm. the ghosts how long they've been here? Ghosts. Ghosts are often confused. A year mm. could be hours for them. They do not know that mm. they should not be here. You said ah. you heard a knocking from the attic. Yes. Seems like that might be somewhere to start looking. For what, exactly? Closure. Right. You seem like you're an expert in this field. I'm willing to help you. I'll come up. But maybe you know a ritual to help these two poor children pass into the fugue plane, you call it? It may not work so good here, but you can that try. That is what I am worried about after meeting Barovians with no souls. I worry as well that my powers are somewhat drained at the moment, but I cannot leave such suffering unanswered. I'll come with you. If you are ro- if you are worried, Miss Rose, uh, I can wait outside, keep an eye on the road for anything returning. I wouldn't want... Hmm. I think it, it does need someone to watch, but I worry leaving you alone 
in oh. these lands. Don't worry, I'm more used to these lands than you are. I'm, I'll be fine, don't worry. As long as you look after Irina, I'll be alright. Uh, I'll give you a signal if it comes back. I used to go and hunt wolves. Uh, I've done a lot of traveling through the woods in my time. I'm no greenhorn. I know how to look after myself. And and Ismark definitely gives you this air of a man who can fight and look after himself. He does not seem overly... He doesn't have the arrogance of somebody who's kind of puffing himself up. When he speaks, it's coming from a... Trust me, I do genuinely know what I'm doing. You're more than welcome well, to Shadow, join me if you wish. Shadow, I know how much this is, um, this is something that you would want to put right. So... I follow your lead. If you think that this is something we should take care of, I think we just need to be aware of what it was that did this. And keep clear of it. I am concerned, as you say, of the return of these hags. Or, the other thing is, ghosts can often become volatile. And ghosts, in their own way, can be quite powerful. So... Do not anger them. Right. I think it best not to say anything to them, unless we we know that they will respond well to it. Perhaps Shadow should talk. You have Absolutely. done this before with, with many things. Yes, but I am not very good with children. Hmm. I can help. Uh, Vistani have a lot of children. <laughs> They do things Sounds like this all good. the time. It's true. They do have a lot of children. A <laughs> lot of children. What are you implying there? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. Well, and uh, his mark will... Go on. I just look at the two dragons and say, If we solve the ghost issue, we'll all have an easier night's sleep, right? Yeah. Uh, they've, they had such a torturous end to their lives. The... the the least we can do is at least take them somewhere where they could feel joy again, in some small part. At least. Th- that is the correct sentiment, Ziki. That is what I will try and do, and I certainly need your help and your joy in doing so. I'll try and find as much as I can for the children. Yes. Right. Zeros. Whatever you need me for. Perhaps you would be best keeping an ear and maybe an eye on the thing that bangs in the attic. Let us go. Ismark will head out the the front door and you see him kind of trot out a short distance, uh, kind of like lower himself onto the grass and he seems to take a watching position out the front. Uh, and the rest of you begin making your way back upstairs. I'm assuming the group of you uh, with Irina make your way back up and you see the same site. You see the, the, the third floor with the rotting wooden closet with the three crates. Uh, those of you who haven't been up here, so pretty much everyone except Jesper and Irina. Yeah, this is very clearly like a closet with three children-sized crates with lockable doors on the front. Might be where these kids were kept whilst they were being waiting to be ground up into bone flower um there is a there's a disgusting bed uh, and then the pile of discarded clothes with lots of small shoes 
um, discarded next to it, unedible, um, it seems. And then there is a broken ladder, so like the top half. So the room's about nine feet tall, and then the ladder comes down about two feet. So it's still kind of a big distance between the, the floor and the ladder itself. You'd have to jump up and kind of climb up and pull yourself up to, to go up into the attic itself. Um, but as you all come up, uh, you initially kind of look around um, and a single, probably like a small wooden ball just rolls across the floor and just stops dead in the middle. <laughs> and then it lifts up and you see a small translucent child holding it, a young boy, uh, and then appearing, materializing next to him is a, is a young girl. Um, Hello again. There's so much, there's so many more of you. Yes, uh, we're all here to play. That that does seem to, not quite, they don't smile, but that, that seems to set them at ease. Uh, and you see them, this very real wooden ball in their hands, they throw it to you, Jesper, they, and they kind of are like, Catch! And they throw the ball to you. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll and yeah, it, it. it's... Yeah, you, you know, it's just like a, a kind of children's ball, like a little wooden rolling ball or something like that. Well, uh, friends, if you wouldn't mind, I'll keep the children this uh, playing. <laughs> mm. Hey, can you catch? Do you throw them the ball? Yeah. Yeah, so you throw it and it just, they stop it midair. They don't catch it, it just stops about a few inches in front of their hand and then they pluck it from the air. <laughs> wow, good catch. And I, I... Are you going to get the bad ladies? Oh, no, no, no. That's the last thing we want to do. We just want to have fun. Seems to make them a little sad, but yeah, carry on. What's the rest of you doing? What would what would Shadow know in terms of of I guess laying them to rest? Because I'm kind of going off of Kim ghost knowledge here, but mm-hmm. I'm just thinking in fine. the D and D world. D and D. So um, there's a couple of things. I mean, you could destroy their undead forms. Um, that would that, mean? that would put them to rest, but it's not a pleasant experience. It kind of destroys you their spirit. Well, go. It would. To sleep. <laughs> yeah. It's also it would it would almost ensure. I mean, you don't. The thing is, is as far as shadow concerns, this <laughs> Just this realm them. is very different to what shadow knows. Um, the idea of the soulless Barovians, you're not quite sure. I mean, I think they, the Vistani told you that the soul, souls here can't leave. They're trapped here. Yeah. So it's not like you can send them to the Shadow Fell or the Fuke Plane or anywhere like that. But generally, destroying a spirit is a very harrowing experience um, yeah, to, not- a, to something like this. Um, you could still lay them to rest, though. The reason that their forms are taking us abound here is because of the tragedy of their deaths. Um... Their souls might not be able to leave Barovia, but you can at least make it so that they're not bound to this place and that they yeah. could at least be reborn, right? Because that's a way that, you know, the souls are kind of stuck here. And whilst their souls are in this ghostly form, they can't be reborn into new bodies. Um, mm. There's a couple of things. You suspect it will likely involve, if what they said is true, and that their bones were baked into cakes, you won't be able to bury their remains, which is a common way of laying the dead to rest. So instead, it's likely to be a righted wrong. Um, Whether that's against the creatures that killed them and 
did this horrible thing to them, or it, or whether it's against the parents who gave them away in the first place. That's something you're not sure about. Um, but generally, solving one, doing one of those two things will likely set these kids to rest. Um, uh, what is Ziki and Zeros and Rose doing? Um, so this ladder is 11 feet up, right? Or the, the trap door is 11 feet up? No, it's only about 7 feet up. Like, you can probably just, with a short hop, grab it and start pulling yourself up if you wanted. But certainly, like, a smaller creature or a less athletic creature would not be able to do so. Um, so wait, who was, who was planning on going up? Was it Shadow and Rose and, and Zeke? Uh, was everyone. I'm gonna keep. I mean, you're all up on the top floor. So yeah, no one's. Yeah, yeah. It's just like this, like attic level that's above you. Um, I, I mean, who was planning on going up into the trap? Nobody was planning on that. <laughs> I think that you <laughs> are the only like one you, planning buddy. on that at the moment. Yeah. And as you're kind of looking up at it, you again hear this kind of wooden knocking sound. Sure. Sure. Yeah, why not? Okay. All right. Just make an athletics check for me. It's really um, basic. It's only DC 10. Just to kind of get the jump. 12. Yeah. So with a, with a short jump, you kind of grip your claws onto the uh, the rungs of the ladder and you feel it kind of creak and almost break, but you kind of pull yourself up and with one hand you can open uh, the trap door. No sounds. You don't see anything. You like pull yourself up to look into the attic itself. Sure, yeah. You pull yourself up, and at first, it's quite dark. But you see that a single beam of light has been made through a small hole in the thatched roof of this windmill, and stood on a, a bird's nest with something glittering catching the light. You see a raven. And it cocks its head towards you, pecks down at the shiny thing in the nest, cocks its head back at you, ah! and <laughs> flies up through the hole and out of the windmill. Okay, I'll put one hand down through the trapdoor and call the shadow. Yes. Your friends are up here, the raven. Wonderful. Uh, do you? What do you see? Arms are starting to get a little bit weary as you're like holding yourself up, one-handed. Like, oh, I thought I went up. I, I thought I was in the room. Oh yeah. yeah. Was... Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So if you pulled yourself up in and then you've got a one hand leaned out. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. To yeah. Help it's very up. like you are crouched up in here it's a very small space you can see that there's a few different birds nests um and if you're up you can see the the thing that was glittering in the birds nest is a very beautiful golden ring uh there appears to be some sort of inscription on the inside um and there are there is a just a, a faint kind of silver edging that goes around the ring itself um it looks like maybe a man's ring it doesn't look as delicate and pretty as a lady's ring. I mean, I've picked up two magical items already. <laughs> Let's go for a third. Third time's the charm. Hey, sure, I'll just take the ring. Over, yeah. you, pick it up. you, you have a golden silver ring. Okay. 
Uh, in that case, I will drop back down again. After holding this ring for a few seconds, there, it is. there is this feeling. <laughs> holding the ring, there is this... a feeling of a deep sadness and grief mm-hmm. and melancholy. Like... As though, as though you have a purpose that was never fulfilled. And you're kind of holding the ring, and as you kind of rejoin the rest of them, suddenly it, it goes away, and you actually feel quite content, and you have a sense of belonging um, as you're stood with the group. Um, all of the rest of them, so Zeke, Shadow, Rose, Jesper, and Irina, there is a kind of like relief there. But for that moment where you were separated from everybody as you were making your way down, it was just this deep melancholy and sadness that you that you there was something you never did, something that you were meant to do, but you you never finished it. But when you rejoin the others, it goes away. Hmm. I'm kind of holding it a lot tighter. Even the late, even even the mean ladies didn't go up there. The ghost says, as you are crawling back down. What did you find? Hmm. I found a ring. I'm just like holding it up, like for everyone to see it. Okay. Shadow, I think, and I think maybe Rose as well. When Irina looks at the ring, there is like, she's looking at it. And there's like a weird, she has like a weird expression on her face, like as if she's seen it somewhere before. But she just kind of shakes her head and turns back to the rest of the group. Hmm. Uh, would I recognize any of the writing on it? Abyssal, Celestial, Common? Yeah, it's, it's written, no, it's written in Common. Um, if you examine oh. the ring more closely, it, it's written in Common. Um, and on the inside, uh, it says, uh, to my dear brother. Hmm. My dear brother. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, how have the kiddies reacted to seeing it? Uh, they don't. They don't seem to pay any mind. They don't seem to notice it in any sort of like significant way. Um, the other thing I'd say you'd notice Shadow. Like, I don't know if I don't think Shadow would have ever conducted and conducted a wedding before. But anybody who knows anything, I mean, it looks like a man's wedding ring. It looks like a man's wedding band. I'm more the other celebration of life. Um. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Um, so maybe Shadow doesn't know that, but maybe I, I imagine that like Rose, Jesper, and Zeke would all recognize it as being like a, like a human's wedding ring, like a man, a human man's wedding ring. Mm. But the kids don't seem to react. Uh, Jesper, you were saying something as well, I think? Nope. Okay. Why did the, the ladies not go up there. Did they tell you that there was something bad? No. They were just always busy making more cakes. They didn't seem to care about it. They didn't like the birds, though. And they kind of look up Mm. at the ceiling, um, and then they just start passing the ball back and forward. They don't like the birds. Huh. What, What are your names, dear children? So for, you ask that, and they kind of turn to you and look in your direction. 
Uh, the young girl answers. The boy barely speaks, by the way. The boy has not really spoken the whole time you've been here. It's always the girl that speaks to you. Um, I'm Myrtle, and this is Fleek. We're from Valaki, or we were when we were alive. Right. And uh, your brother and sister? No, we're from different families. Different families. Oh. Right. You're friends, though. We became friends. We were in the cages together. We've only got each other now. Was there any other The little boy kind of like shuffles on his feet. Are there any other children? Not... Not here. They used to be, before us. Hmm. Kind of stare at you, blankly. They kind of, occasionally they do glance in the direction of Zeke and Zeros, like curious children would when they see something that they don't quite understand and think is really cool. Uh, they kind of look up at the two dragons, and also Shadow as well, like they kind of look at Shadow, Zeros, and Zeke like in amazement. Um, but there is also something uh, something about their death which has robbed them of some of that enthusiasm and excitedness that children have. Mm. Did you say there was like a wardrobe in here? A rotten wardrobe as well? Yes, yes. That's The wardrobe is... The, imagine the doors were taken off and it's been stacked mm. with these kid crates, the basically. Kid crates, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kid crates are what fill yeah. the wardrobe, basically. And then the other, only other thing yeah. is a bed and then the pile of clothes, um, which all appear to be children's size clothes and there are there's dozens of pairs Lots, of shoes yeah. and clothes there can I can I like lean down to them and Here say yeah, they look up at you with wide eyes yes we are dragons and dragons kill those who have done wrong in this world anything from that yeah they look at you they like take it all in and they nod then you need to you need to deal with the mean ladies and our parents and the nasty lady in Valaki and what are their names the old the head of the the baking ladies her name was Morgantha we don't know what the other two were called but they were her sisters. My parents were Petrov and Vlada. Fleeks were Russia and <laughs> Waldorf. And the mean lady of Valaki is Lady Fiona. Where are your parents' houses in Valaki? Whereabouts? I lived near I lived near the Burgomaster's mansion. My mother was a servant of his, and I think Fleek well I think he lived near the, the tavern. His dad used to drink there and get very cross. Were your parents married? Mine were, but I think Fleek's 
I think Fleek's ones didn't like each other very much. Oh. <sighs> okay. They wanted to buy more of the mean lady's cakes, but they couldn't pay any more money, so they gave us away instead. They ate the cakes. They nod. What they said thing? it made them happy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't like cake anymore. No, I'm not going to cake again. Irina kind of looks and you can see Irina's got like tears in her eyes and she's wiping them away and stuff like that Um, and she kind of grits her teeth this is this is why this place is cursed the devil just drives people to things horrible things like this Um, she just turns away and begins making her way downstairs clearly upset by everything go on Shadow can I crouch down near the children and I guess try and take, like, hold out my paws to them as if to, like, try and take their hands? And I'm just going to say. Yeah, they, well. they gently kind of place them. And I think for you, there is, you know that they're spirits, but you can feel that energy. So you can kind of, like, hold your hand there and they kind of put theirs out. Little children, I feel your sadness and I feel the sorrow in these walls. We will right your wrongs as is deserved. I am so sorry for the crimes and the injustices that have happened against you. We will make this right. Thank you. And they they don't disappear, but you can see that there is a a, a glimmer of hope in these spirits. Um, that for the first the first people like to actually recognize their suffering. And you, Shadow, you can feel that connection with your mistress, knowing that this is something that the the dark cloaks would approve of. This is something that you were meant to do. Perhaps one of the many reasons you were brought to this place, not just to deal with Strahd, but perhaps to ease the suffering that he has brought on these lands as well. Um, cool. And I'll just and stand... with Storm. Yeah. I'll just stand up and say, look at everyone and say, we must go and seek vengeance. Uh, the last thing is, as Irina, as Shadow does that, Irina begins making her way downstairs. Um, Zeros, as she does, that feeling of melancholy and and misery falls on you again as as Irina makes her way downstairs. Um, as that ring sits coolly in your clawed palm, um, and yeah, you just ah. you can't shake it. And with that is where we will end today's session, as it is 10pm. I see, I see, I see. Um, I see, I see. Nice. So that was... uh, See, look, like you had to fight off some bats, and then you explored a spooky, not-terrible windmill. Not-terrible windmill? Dude, they were grinding down Uh, kids here. Yeah, Tom, (laughs) let let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Could have been a lot worse. Could have <laughs> been a lot I worse. Changed That's why things. I didn't want to. Ooh. He changed, <laughs> let's he changed just say, things here. Let's just say that those hags 
They they were still there in been. the original Curse right. of Strahd. Okay. Uh, uh, I've switched. Like... I've moved some stuff around, so yep. you could have been uh, talking <laughs> to the hags and fighting the hags themselves. But I thought that this was creepy. Why I didn't so... want to make the final call on that windmill. So I was like, <laughs> I know what. They're just well, there. I could see. I could see you and Trot. Like Trot went from the angle of like. I don't know anything about the module, so let's go! <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> and then Katie was yeah. like... How was that as a setting? How was, how was that as a, a I session? Like that. Would, uh, folk... that was great. I like that. Like a bit of it's good. Creepy Ooh. ghost kids. And, uh, I love it. Uh, I think yeah, that made it creepy. I've just... I just, I just feel like the witches have fucked off to Valaki and have set up a very successful baking business, like Amy's Baking Company or something oh. like that. And they're just like, we're going to go to Valaki and they're just like... <laughs> wouldn't, Kim, now, wouldn't that be a thing? Wouldn't that be a thing? Wow. <laughs> wouldn't that be a, be a thing? I say, adjusting <laughs> my notes rapidly. <laughs> oh, Tom, I don't need to adjust anything. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. God. It's almost like Kim can see where I was going with some of these things. Uh, we need Gordon Ramsay! Damn it! Uh, yeah. Uh, Fucking raw. Some oh, man. Excellent. Think, yeah, it, some great RP. It's creepier, it's creepier than not being there, right? Like, if, if it was just yeah. you go in there oh, and yeah. they're just spooky, creepy, scary hags and they're just there, then... Yeah, it's yeah. a like, ah, no, like Hello, that. dearies. Would you like a weird cake? Yeah, uh, but if we go into a place <laughs> yummy, and we yummy. don't die and we don't like find anything that's just going to kill us, then it's even creepier somehow. It's like the expectation yeah. I, is there. I yeah. love... Uh, for, there was two things I loved from this. One was Rhiannon's reaction when she found out, like when it was like, they made the bone, they made the cake from the bones, and then Rhiannon's like, Oh, take the flower. <laughs> freaked out like, and then just like no don't take the flower don't take the flower <laughs> don't take it uh, i love that the other one i loved was like the classic thing of like me doing the creepy knocking up in the attic and at first like everybody's like eh, get the fuck out of there we're not going <laughs> yeah. up there like no fucking way because yeah, obviously i spooky. knew that it was i'd put a treasure up there and it was just like well maybe they won't find the treasure then if they don't brave it and that's why when when Trot did the card reading, I was like, "Well, there is a reward, and there are things to find here for those willing to 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 look into it and to to make it manifest." Because you had to brave the spooky spooky attic of noises uh, to to get a treasure. Like um, like and then Tom's now hopefully got some theories on on the treasure itself because uh, I mean, he seemed to have a like. Oh, I see. No, Irina, don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my right, god! With that, that's it. We're done. Uh, we will see you on Sunday. Thank you, friends. We love you. Stay healthy. Thank you for joining us once again. Play that some damn D and D. Wash your hands. damn hands. Wash your damn yes, hands. Be kind. Love each other. Oh God. Bye. Enjoy the child Get cake. Bacon. Oh God. <laughs> oh, don't do that. No. Yummy, yummy. Oh. 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 Sorry, oh. Out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh.